This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. 834 on the Blitz 1170. Rick Corey and Scott File. We're here in the Tulsa Oilers studio reminding you once again about Wolfstock. It is this Saturday, 10 to 2 over at Jinx at the Riverwalk. It's presented by Mattress Firm. They'll have uh, pet adoption agencies there, Kid Zone, pet vendors out there. Free to attend, sponsored by Window World. And we'll have some free tickets to see the Cowboys play a little football this year. And I'm talking about the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Who, and you will hear them this Saturday right here on the Blitz 1170 taking on South Alabama. We're joined now by Tommy Hicks, the South Alabama sideline reporter on our hotline. Tommy, thanks very much. This is an interesting team, this South Alabama group. 10-3 and three last year, 18 starters back. I know one and one in the year so far. How are you feeling about this group? Well, it's been an interesting start, that's for sure. Uh, they played uh, uh, number 23-ranked Tulane to open the season at Tulane and uh, had very high expectations and, just to be honest, just did not uh, reach those expectations in the first game. They didn't play well at all on, on offense or defense. Uh, it just kind of caught everybody by surprise with how they played, lost that game, came home, uh, the hangover continued for the first half, and then, then last week in the second half against Southeastern Louisiana, things kind of uh, got back to what was what people kind of expected from this team offensively, defensively. They they both started clicking pretty well, and so uh, it leaves us kind of a question mark going into this game as what team might show up in Stillwater. So what, in your mind, I mean, this is a pretty good two-lane team. We know that. We know even though they did lose some guys, it's the, the team basically that beat USC last year in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, Michael Pratt did get uh, slightly injured in the game, so he didn't have, I mean, he had an impact. He always does. What were your takeaways? Why not as good as you expected, you think? Um, I mean, that's a surprise to everybody. I mean, uh, the secondary is, had some talent, some experienced talent back there, but then they got burned for three touchdown passes of more than 45 yards. So uh, just surprising is is the takeaway early, I guess, because they do have so many returning starters on that team. There is a lot of experience. Everybody knows everyone. I mean, coordinators are the same. Head coaches are the same. Uh, most of the starters are the same. So it was just uh, kind of surprising that they didn't play as well as expected. So, uh, I think we're still kind of up in the air, just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen uh, beyond this. I'm sure the South Alabama fans are hopeful that what they saw in the second half is, is what's going to come forward. I, you know, I don't know what, what that is. They should, have been, they should have been certainly more prepared and certainly played much better than they have. But uh, it's one, just one of those things where I guess they're still just – getting comfortable with being successful with, you know, as an FBS, as an FBS program, they hadn't had that much success last year was the best season they've ever had. Uh, so I don't know if the expectations weighed upon them or it was just jitters or what, but uh, they seem to, have, like I said, last, last week in the second half, they played really well. And uh, we'll see how they come out this weekend in Stillwater, obviously, against a really good team. Yeah, it's only a seven, seven-and-a-half-point line. We'll get into that in a moment. It's 837 here on the Blitz 1170. Tommy Hicks with us, South Alabama sideline reporter. Scott? Yeah, it looks like Oklahoma State is probably going to play three quarterbacks again on Saturday. How do the South Alabama coaching staff kind of game plan from that when you're going to see three quarterbacks? Yeah, that's uh, something you don't run into every day, isn't it? <laughs> um, these guys are 
that's added obviously an extra load to the preparation, trying to make sure that they're ready for what each guy presents. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of similarities to the offense, too. So, I mean, you, you just kind of go with what you get there from the main course and then, then try to take on some extra little things that each of the quarterbacks brings. But that's certainly going to be an issue to, to have to deal with defensively, you know. Uh, again, linebacker play has been really good for South, even though they, you know, the, overall it hadn't been what you want. they got to find a way to get more pressure on a quarterback. They've done a little better than they did Last season, in that respect, that was certainly an, a point of emphasis during the preseason and during the spring. Uh, they're hoping to increase that, and certainly this will be a good week for that to, to take place. Uh, but, the, but the secondary must come through, and that, that's going to be the key to everything for South this weekend, I believe, is the secondary has to eliminate the issues and the missed assignments that they've, that they've had over the first, first two weeks. And, and be ready to, to take on a team that can really get the ball downfield. Well, and one of those guys who does that in your defensive backfield is Yam Banks. Here's a guy who was really good last year. Describe him as a player for us. Yeah, but Yam is, uh, is a guy with great instincts, and, that, and I think that's what makes him so good. I mean, he, he seems to feel what, what is taking place around him, and, and he's able to uh, anticipate a play and then get to it a little quicker than most. He had six interceptions last year. He's already got one this year. Um, he does a really good job back there, and that and that's a guy that I would imagine that Oklahoma State's going to try to tend to stay away from, kind of mm-hmm. pick on the other areas that have been hit pretty hard so far. So I would stay away from him a little bit, but he's, he's a leader back there and, and somebody to really count on. He got uh, hurt in the first game. Uh, missed like the last quarter, but he came back last week, so he, he's going to be uh, he's going to be well and be ready and, and be back there for him uh, against Oklahoma State. Just a couple more minutes here with Tommy Hicks, South Alabama sideline reporter. They'll be in Stillwater this weekend to take on the Cowboys. A game you'll hear here on the Blitz eleven seventy. On the other side of things, offensively, your quarterback uh, Brad, Carter Bradley's been okay, but Ladavian Webb has been really good. He's only t- touched it sixteen times. But the dude's averaging seven six a carry. Is he as good as those numbers sound? Yeah, he really is. Uh, he, you know, he's a guy that he was Mister Football his senior year out of high school here in, in Alabama. Uh, he ended up he started out at Florida State and he kind of moved around. Things didn't work out. He he went back to junior college and they got him out of junior college. He's he's not he's imposing in the fact that you look at him and he's like a a big. Uh, muscle ball, bow, bowling ball kind of guy. Yeah, five you know, seven, two ten. Low. He's built low, but he is built hard and strong, and that's what gives him. He does not quit on a play. He's going to move his legs. Now he had an injury last year that cost him technically two games. He played like two snaps of one, and then they took him out after missing. He got hurt against UCLA, so he was where he had gained more than a hundred yards against UCLA's defense. So that can give you a little clue of what he can do. And um, they used him very – he was almost like he was on a pitch count last week. They only gave him seven carries, but he got 81 yards and two touchdowns in those carries. So he's a guy that they're easing back into things because of the injury. He had a very limited spring and preseason as far as working out. So he's a guy that they're really going to count on. Behind him is Ole Miss transfer uh, Kentrell Bullock. Uh, it was Braylon McReynolds, a local kid. 
uh, but Reynolds uh, was injured against Tulsa, flat, broken clavicle, so he'll miss the rest of the year. But they had Kentrell uh, Bullock to move up, and, and he's very good, and he's done a good job for him as well. So they got Marco Lee coming back from last year's team as well. So that was a that was a that was a probably the deepest room they had on the team. So they could have not that you want that to happen, but they could obviously absorb an injury in that in that area. And they're expecting to give uh, a Damian more carries this week. So we'll we'll see how that turns out. In the first two games of the season, the Oklahoma State running game has really struggled early and in the first half, and then has found some ways, made adjustments at halftime, and really able to turn things around in the second half. How can South Alabama, excuse me, kind of counter that and kind of limit the the OSU running game that's kind of had success in the second half? Well, actually, the, the South Alabama run defense has, has been good. It's been the passing defense that has really caused them some trouble. So they've got experienced guys up there. Uh, up front, all three guys up front are returning starters. Uh, the two inside linebackers are both returning starters, and the outside linebacker missed three, uh, seven games last year. He would have been a senior. He came back, and they just put him in a new position outside to try to create some rush issues, but also to play in that in that gap there against the run. So that that whole group right there is experienced, and they. They've done probably the best job of the defense all year long. So it's going to be interesting to see. They have the numbers to be able to get guys in and out, keep them fresh. So that'll be interesting. I think they'll have some success against the rush game of Oklahoma State. But the key is going to be the passing game and stopping them there, I think. Seven and seven and a half points. That's about what the spread is on this game. Why do you think it's that close? I don't know. Um, that's an interesting question. It was what? It was six and a half for Tulane, mm-hmm. which everybody thought that was about right because South was getting some some really good uh, attention preseason because of their success last year, because of the number of, of starters back. I would have thought that might be a little bit higher, especially at Oklahoma State, and have and it being a team that's had success over the past in the past with the passing game. I would have thought that might be a little higher. I think that's just some respect for what South has done and what Kane Womack has done as head coach. You know, he's former defensive coordinator at Indiana before he was he took this job. He was he had been defensive coordinator here at South Alabama prior to that. His father, obviously Dave Womack, is very well known around colleges as a defensive coordinator. So that's kind of their their deal. So I, I think it's more a respect out of the defense and defensive plays and the possibilities that they could create that might have that a little bit lower. Well, either way, we hope you have a safe trip to Stillwater. Make sure you stop in Eskimo Joe's and get you one of the most popular T-shirts in America, maybe some cheese fries, and uh, travel safe, and uh, best of luck to you. Thanks, guys. I appreciate y'all having me. Y'all take care. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.